Alright guys, on the fly, you know, I do a lot of, I have a lot of different musical tastes. Everybody knows I'm a big Kiss fan. We just did our top 10 Kiss songs of all time. But let's go to the other side of the spectrum. Back in the 70s, there was another group that was hitting popularity about the same time as Kiss, maybe around the same time. And I, I was a really big fan of, still am a big fan of today. They don't have all the same members that, that they did back then, but they're still a really, really tight musical group. I'm talking about none other than the Bay City Rollers. And with me today, on the fly, is the lead singer right now for the Bay City Rollers, talking about Mr. Ian Thompson. Welcome to the show, Mr. Thompson. How you doing? Thanks very much for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on the show, man. It's It's... Quite an honor to be interviewing a Bay City Roller. I mean, like I said, back in the 70s, it was it was a Kiss album and a Bay City Rollers album that was on my turntable. I was always bugging my parents, yeah. you know, I need that, I need that album. That's the one I want right there. And I still have two of my Bay City Rollers vinyl. I've got Dedication and I've got It's a Game. I need to try to find the okay. other... Yeah, yeah, I love, Dedication was probably my favorite one from all of that, Rock and Roller, yeah. uh, Dedication, uh, you know, what was the other, Yesterday's Heroes, yeah, great song, I love that yeah. song, uh, but. That probably, had, uh, that probably had most of the, big, the biggest hits in the U.S., I'm thinking Dedication. Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah I think, uh, it, yeah. yeah. You got yeah, more reaction in the United States from that one than than any other. But that yeah. such a great album, and, and listen to you guys on YouTube. And guys, I just put a link up this morning of the current lineup playing a medley of hits from uh, a concert this past year. Of course, right now with everything going on, of course they're not being able to play live. But just put a medley up, and Matt, that was one of the songs you guys played. Rock and Roller. You guys played Yesterday's Heroes. Uh, and it yep. sounds really, really great. I was like, I was sitting there like, man, this takes me way back. Yeah, they're, they're good songs to play. And it's a, it's a uh, certain moment in the set when we, we have seven or eight songs in a row, you know, we don't really take a break, and it's, it's a lot of big hitters. Um, Yesterday's Hero, wouldn't you like it? Rock and Roller, etc. You know? Yeah. So we recently, for, la for last year, we added in a little medley. There's only so many songs you can play in a set. And That's right. <laughs> and there's and so many great songs you guys got, too. There's a big selection, yeah. Um, and we change the set list up depending on where we are. We can take Japan and America. We can find different songs to play in different regions, you know. Um, but they put the medley in and try to cram a few extra songs into the set. It seems to work quite well. And, um, yeah. Rock, yeah. Rock and Roller was probably the last song, I think, really. We added to the set. We added that at the end of last year. Okay, that's well. Yeah, that's pretty awesome there. So, what you grew up? You grew up in the UK in Glasgow, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and what what got you? What was the first time you said, "Man, you got into music"? What was the first song you heard? And say, "Man, I that that's pretty awesome." There. Do you remember? Uh, I think I, I started playing guitar when I was about eight years old. Um, I went to I actually got taught off a guy called John Goldie. He went on to play with uh, Tommy Emmanuel and Martin Taylor. He's a fantastic guitar player. Um, he did a lot of classical stuff, but I would say that it was really when I was about twelve or thirteen. Um, my dad brought home a Gary Moore record. It was Blues Alive, uh, live at Hammersmith Odeon '93. And uh, listening to that album, the guitar was screaming, and I was like, "That's 
that's what has to happen. That's what I need to do. <laughs> and that, that told all teams to build back. You know, uh, I suddenly knew what my calling was in life. To get involved, playing guitar, singing, and playing high-energy music. And I've never really looked back, to be honest. Definitely see that album was, was a landmark and kind of setting, setting things up for me. I got you. Um, thanks to my dad for introducing it to me, like he did with a lot of music. Um, my mum as well. Uh, I grew up in such a musical family. Right. And my mum and dad listened to music all the time. David Bowie was something that was never off. Um, <laughs> as well as like Finn Lizzy and Gary Moore and all that kind of stuff. That's what I grew up with really. Um, so I could make me thank for that. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm, I think I'm a little bit older than you. I think, how old are you now? But I, I didn't ever ask you that. How old are you? Uh, I am 34. 34, yeah, yeah I'm 46. So. A couple, couple, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, so, well, happy belated birthday. Um, but Thanks so much. You talk about David, boy, when I was growing up, my mom, just like you, your parents, we had music playing all the time, but every weekend when she was off cleaning the house, it was nothing but Elvis Presley playing. I mean, it was cranked up, and that I heard that all yeah. through my childhood. So, uh, yeah. what what are some of the other musical influences you had? You talked about David Bowie, Thin Lizzy. What's some of the other mu- musical influences you had? Um, it's a weird one, musical influences. I always think that every bit of music you listen to is a musical influence. I mean, even if you don't like it, right? Yeah, it's going to affect what you listen to and what how you play and what you don't. You think I'm not going to go there. But I suppose the music that really changed me, um, Gary Moore's got to be the first guy that done that. There's an American guitar player called Johnny Lang. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but if you haven't... I, you I have heard of him, out. yeah, I have heard of him. Yeah, fantastic. And, yeah, he, he's a big influence on me. His music is all about positivity, anything's possible. I quit another one, all this kind of stuff. Um, and and it, it really changed me as well, it, um, he's, he's a fantastic songwriter, uh, and he's he's in the music. You know, there's a lot of artists you go and see, and it's uh, produced, and it's and it's kind of fake. When you go and see John Lang or listen to his music, you're there with him. Um, and most artists that I listen to tend to be like that. There's another artist I listen to a lot called Scott Matthews, and mm-hmm. um, who is based in England in the UK, um, and he's again, he, I, I consider him a modern day genius. Um, he plays with a band sometimes, a lot of times, just uh, with acoustic, um, with maybe like a, a cello player, um, or string, strings of some sort. Again, his songwriting um, has been a big influence on me as well. Fantastic, if you've not really heard of Scott Matthews, just check him out. Yeah, I'll definitely um, write that down right now. I think showmanship-wise, it's got to be David Bowie. Go to see David Bowie, and um, fortunate enough to see him before he passed. Right. Um, a good few years before that, when he was still really... And absolutely a master class in how to perform on stage. He's got to be, in my opinion, the the best solo artist I think that's ever lived. David Bowie. I don't think anybody, in my opinion, comes close to him. You've got guys like, obviously, Prince and Michael Jackson and all these guys, but from a personal point of view, uh, Bowie was always the best for me. He's got to be. I'd say they're probably the biggest influences um, growing up and even now, you know. I know nowadays I listen to so much different music, and um, I think it's such a wide variety of stuff, but when you listen to music growing up, it does shape, it does shape you more, mm-hmm. I think, so for that reason, I would, I'd say they're the main artists that I've influenced, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, the yeah. the older I get, the more I appreciate, I, I don't know about you, the, the, older, the more I appreciate these 
these bands that I didn't really listen to back when I was younger, and I was like, you know, that's just for, uh, you know, the old people right there. That's just for the old. But like a David, <laughs> like a David Bowie, you know, back in the day, you know, of course, when I grew up, David Bowie was hot on the Billboard charts. He had Less Dance uh, was the big song for him. He had that. But you know, the more I listen to him, the more I really appreciate what a great performer, a great artist he was. The older I get, I think yeah. it's it's something. In you. Like you said, the more you listen to one, the more it it grows on you. But uh, yeah, David Boy was definitely fabulous. I mean, I have because back in the day, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not that big of a David Boy fan. But I've listened to more and more, and didn't realize, you know, when I listened to it, I was like, I didn't realize he sang that song. But uh, you know, yeah. it's it's pretty awesome to discover new music like that, or to discover a, a band that you didn't really listen to and become a fan of it like that. So, what was the first okay. concert you attended? Well, going back to what I said, it was uh, it was Gary Moore. Uh, my dad took me along. Uh, I must have been about thirteen, uh-huh. something like that, maybe twelve, thirteen. And we went to a venue called the Barrowlands in Glasgow, which is a phenomenal venue. Um, it's changed slightly now just to new regulations. The capacity can be a bit. Back in the day, it was it was definitely I would say still the best venue in Scotland or in the UK. It's it's, it's tight. It's, it's it's an old dance hall. It used to be an old building, um, and the, the energy there is electric. When you get in there, and wow, it was it was uh, definitely groundbreaking. You know that that made me go away and want to practice and practice after seeing that. Right. Um, and I went to see him a few times after that. But that was the first one. That was the first one I remember going to. And you, what about the first band you, you, first band you played in? The first band I played in, uh, I was at high school. Uh-huh. They were called Epsilon. Uh, <laughs> my friends Vincent Ferguson, Niall Gagan, and Craig McGinnis. Um, and we, yeah, we, we just stayed meet up on a Friday night and jam and uh, talk a lot of rubbish and write some songs. And um, recorded a wee, a wee EP back then, and that was that was the first thing I ever recorded. Yeah. Now, um, it was when the world was in front of us back then. It was great fun. How hard? How hard? I mean, I wrote lyrics to one song, and I wrote that for my wife for our anniversary. But how how hard was it to write your first song? Um, I would say that writing the first song wasn't hard at all. Right. I think sometimes as you get older. It's, it's in a way get harder to write. For me to write songs, you need to you need to be in the moment. You can't be thinking about the future or the past in terms of what will people think about this song, how will people perceive this song? Because as soon as you start thinking about that, it's going to be shaped in a certain way. You need to forget about everything, forget about the outside world, be in the moment yourself, and write what you want to write. And it is what it is. If you then want to put it out, you put it out. But for me, that's really the only way to write it. Sometimes when you get older, you're an adult, you've got responsibilities, you've got this, you've got more going on in your head. You need to just step back from it and, um, and as I said, be in the moment and write what your yourself wants to write, right. what to happen. You know? And if you can do that, then I think writing should always come back to Yeah, yeah, because I... I, I... I've tried to learn to play guitar, and I got to a certain point where I could play a little bit, but, you know, I, with everything going on around me, it, it's hard to keep with I need to really get back to it, but uh, I, and I, maybe maybe this is a good time to do it right now. Um, talk about... There's, there's no better thing than right now. There's no better thing than right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to get back into it. Um, 
Talk about some of the, how many other bands have you been in? What some of the some of the more memorable bands that you've been in? I mean, of course, the Bay City Rollers, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if you talk about your first band. Uh, some of the bands. What do you thought one of your best bands was that you've been in? And well, there's been there's been so many and still is. And one it sticks out, um, which is funny actually, because me and Jamie. Uh, on the drums, played in this band together. It was called Ray Harris and the Fusion Experience. Um, uh, Ray's a character and a half he was going to play with. And we, uh, it was kind of, it's kind of soul jazz, kind of funk type stuff. Um, probably wouldn't push it as far as jazz. But we, we, we took about Europe, etc. with it, we went to Asia. Um, and funnily enough, when, when, when me and Jimmy left the band, Marcus actually got the job as a bass player, and he went away to the winning as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never played at the same time as Marcus, but all three of us did play in that band, so it was, it was quite funny how that worked out. Um, yeah. But there's, there's been loads of bands um, at the moment. I play in a, in a Celtic rock band called the Celtica, okay. uh, and again, Jamie, the drummer, is in that band as well. Uh, we do mostly stuff out in, in, in Europe, most of the time, sometimes out in the States. And I'm playing with... Uh, some girls, three sisters at the moment, they're called the Logans. Um, if you've not heard of them, you should definitely check them out. Um, you can get them on Instagram at the Logans World. Okay. Um, they've, just had, they've just been commissioned for their own uh, TV show on okay. the BBC. Um, it's, yeah, it's basically following, it's like a reality TV show type idea, uh, following the life of the girls. What they get up to, uh, how much rubbish they talk, and how they write songs and all that kind of thing. So... You can check that out um, online, I'm sure, if you search for it. So, at, at the moment, yep, playing with a few people, um, a few solo things as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's always plans to keep going. Yeah. But there's been loads of bands over here, loads of Scottish Celtic things, and right. pop bands, and full wax, and all sorts of things, yeah. So, when did when did you first hear of the Bay City Rollers? I mean, were you a, were you a fan growing up, or did it come later in life? In Scotland, uh, the Bay City Rollers are the band that you have always been there, you know. It's a bit like the Beatles. The Beatles, have, in my opinion, have always existed because they existed before I was born. The Bay City Rollers are the same. You can't go to a, a family party or whatever without uh -huh. hearing a Bay City Rollers song, Shang a Lang and stuff like that. Right. Was I a fan? I, I, I would say I, I probably wasn't a fan, um, only because I probably wasn't exposed to them that much. You know, they were always just there. Um, getting involved in the band and, 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 and actually listening to all the, the records, etc., you realise how much how much good songs are actually there, you know? Yeah. And how much um, success they had. It's, 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 uh, it's amazing. So, but growing up, I, w I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I was a, a fan growing up, but, uh, but I've definitely changed now. Right, yeah, definitely, definitely. So how, well, how, did, how did it come about? How did you get into the band? I got a phone call one night um, off of a, a guy from Glasgow uh, who's known to kind of fix bands and manage bands and all that kind of thing. He's worked with a few big acts um, that you've heard of. And he, and he gave me a phone call out of the blue and says, well, he, he actually texted me out of the blue and said, I mean, I've, I've, came, I've uh, just waited to ask you if you're up for this. If you'd like to join Woody and the Beast of Owners, <laughs> I'll be totally honest with you. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, I thought, yeah. Well, 
try to work it. What one of what one of my mates is that? It's winding me up, you know. Uh, then the phone goes, and sure enough, yep, would you, would you like to do this? But the funny thing was, it was the car, not the thing. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. So I was into the studio, me and a, a few other guys, not the guys that are in the band at the moment. And after the rehearsal, the singer couldn't connect it anymore. He got, he got a gig touring with somebody else, I think, so he was away. Uh-huh. But the problem was, we had a gig book in the Hard Rock Cafe in Glasgow in two weeks' time. <laughs> now, bear in mind that, <laughs> in mind that we were coming in to, to learn a set and get tight and all that kind of stuff. And then also, so we were like, what are we going to do? Because we had, obviously, the people that had already booked flights from America and Japan, etc. to go and see it. So the gig had to go ahead. So Woody says, well, what do you think? So I okay, no pleasure. So I'm singing for the car. Let's do it. So no, it was a it was a tough couple of weeks, um, but yeah, I think the gig the gig was really uh, it, it was great fun. I certainly enjoyed it anyway. Um, and after that, we were like, yeah, let's let's stick with this. Let's go with this. We've done we've done our last festival uh, party in the palace in Glasgow, um, and that was the first time that I put the guitar down for a song. You know, that's when it became real. And yeah. After that, we, we put the band together with Julie and Marcus, yeah. and that was us, yeah. Yeah, so you just pretty yeah, much got yeah. through right into fire. I mean, baptism by fire right away. Exactly. Yes, wow. Exactly. <laughs> if, if, you were ask, if you were to ask me how the, gig, how the gig actually was, I'm not sure I'd be able to tell you. You know, it just all happened so fast. Right. So much. It was basically a case of get up every day and work on this material, because you've got, you've got a week and a half to get this together. So... So that was that. Wow. But yeah, it was great. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, no pressure at all, like you said, no pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah, we talked a little bit about this before we started the interview, before we went on the air, but talk about working with, with Woody. I mean, like I said, yeah. when we were talking before, he's my favorite Bay City Rollers member. I mean, he just seems like a laid-back guy, uh, down-to-earth guy. What, what was it like? What's it like working with him? Um, it's, it's fantastic, you know. Um, he, he is exactly what you've said. He's a very laid-back guy. Um, he's, he's a comedian. Uh, <laughs> he tells his daft jokes and makes us laugh, and you know. But when we're in the studio, he'll come up. He's got everything prepared. He'll go to the studio. He's prepared all sorts of uh, versions of songs, etc. And he's emailed them all out. It's very organised. And we all put the work in, we do that, and, and when it's time to have fun, we have fun, we have a few beers, you know, and he's, he's no problem at all to work with, he's, he's, I really enjoy that, so, and to be honest with you, over the last few years now, three and a half years, um, he's became a good friend, you know, and I would, yeah. I would consider maybe a, a close friend now, you know, so it's, it's worked out well, it's been a good, it's been a good relationship. Yeah, well, we'll definitely, definitely. It seems like a great guy. Uh, uh, talk. What What's some of your favorite uh, Bay City Roller songs that you guys play live? I, I prefer the high energy stuff. Um, I would probably say that wouldn't wouldn't you like it? It'd probably right. be one of my favorites to play. Um, I like um, when I'm gonna dance with you. Uh, Rock and roller. Rock and roller. Rock and roller as well. Yeah. I'd say the kind of the kind of high energy rock guitar stuff. Um, I really enjoy that, especially when you when you get the the dual guitar stuff because that's that's a good fun. Right. You know? but, um, but I, as I was saying, it's we had a certain bit in the set, and there's there's I think there's seven or eight songs, and there's no breaks. We just go, 
and we just hit out song after song. And for me, that's on the first day of cooking, just hitting out all the, all the classic kind of hard-hitting songs, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I can remember hearing Rock and Roller for the first time on, on Dedication and and looking, because, you know, one of the things with me, I, I'm old school. I, I love to be able that I can go on my phone, I can go on my iPad, and I can pull up a song just like that and have it on my phone. But I like having the record or the CD in front of me. I, like, I love reading the liner notes. I love seeing who wrote yeah. what. And, you know, back then on, on Dedication, you could look and see who sang in each song, who played what in each song. And to hear, you know, you didn't really get to hear Woody sing too much. And then you hear Woody's part, mm -hmm. and I think it was Eric had a part in it, and then Les had a part in it. I, that, yeah. I think that's why Rock and Roller was one of my favorite Bay City Rose songs because Woody got a chance to sing it. But it's just like a high-energy song, great song. That's one of my favorite yeah. Bay City Rose songs, right? That's Rock and Roller. That's it. And it's nice that we've kept it like that live now as well. And it's, uh, so when we play it, um, obviously I sing the majority of it, but, but Woody takes a few lines in it. Marcus takes a few lines as well. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of kept the, the same idea with it. It's, it's good fun, that. Um, and I, I think people... I think people like to hear Woody sing as well. I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll get them to do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get it. Now, is there any chance, any chance at all, now you don't have to tell me that, that we're going to see any new Bay City Rollers music come out anytime soon? Yes. Yes, you are. Wow. We are currently working on uh, some new material. Totally new material um, that's been written from scratch. Um, so we are yeah, we're basically currently working that at the moment um, with our our new management company, which, to be honest with you, was 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 all happening before the the lockdown. Um, we we were actually due to fly out to the states um, right before lockdown happened, and we had basically we were advised at the time that if we were to fly out to America, the chances are the gigs wouldn't go ahead, which in hindsight was true, they wouldn't have went ahead, and we would kind of struggle to get home, etc., and it was very dangerous to put the, the fans in these situations, etc., but at, this, at that point, we were in the studio, and um, a few weeks before that, actually working on the new material as well. The, the good thing is, about what thing is, we've all got home studios, so that's not stopped, so we're still putting together some new material, and we're hoping to have it with you very soon, so wow. uh, watch this space. That's pretty and awesome. And next year, we'll go back out and <laughs> when we're back out until next year, we should be playing some of that stuff as well. So, um, yeah, hope to see you there hearing the new stuff. We're looking forward to it. I would, de I would definitely be be watching for that. I'll probably be bugging you about that too. Uh, when did, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? Um, yeah. Talk about a little bit about it. And it, this so that's it. Just do, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, talk a little bit about no, how. Just, just, just watch the. Just watch the socials and you'll see all the information. There's the things on Facebook and Instagram. As soon as something's coming out, you'll you know about it. I got you. I got you. Talk a little bit. I mean, this day and time is, is you know, unlike nothing any of us have ever seen in our lifetime. Uh, talk a little bit about how this this coronavirus has has affected you guys, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of these bands. Or, or trying new ways, like you do. You guys do the locked-in lessons. Uh, yeah. try, you know they're trying to to keep keep on social media, and I mean social media helps. I've seen some bands do uh, concerts live on Facebook, 
if they could get if they're willing to get together or even the ones that go on zoom and and have split screens and try to play concerts like that mm -hmm. but talk a little bit about yeah. how this coronavirus has affected you guys and 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 some of the some of the the tour and the events that you missed because i'm sure there's there's been several events that you guys have had to either cancel or reschedule because of this there has been first and foremost uh just to say that obviously what's happening you know people have been affected in such yeah. bad ways that it kind of puts this into perspective everybody would love the band to tour they'll enjoy it we enjoy it the fans would love to come and see it but at the end of the day there are people that are a lot worse off than us so you can't really grumble about it but what, what has been cancelled well as I said just as lockdown was happening we were flying out to the States we had a gig in Detroit and we were playing at the Arcade Theatre in Chicago right. so we two were pulled and um, we had a good few uh, European dates during the summer I think we were playing a couple of shows in Germany I think there was one in Switzerland and there was one somewhere else I can't remember off the top of my head what it was um, so these have obviously not been cancelled but been postponed these gigs will happen again next year Right. The plan is next year, um, that we'll, we'll come back out, do the gigs we were meant to do, and add a lot of new dates on it as well. So there should be quite a lot of dates added next year, um, which will work out well, you know. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, we have been doing the lockdown lessons. The, um, Jamie, the drummer's dad, uh, Tommy, uh, we, we've worked with him for years. He actually um, owns a charity, which helps. Um, kids from all different backgrounds get into music. We used to teach there when we were younger. I mean, like when we were like 17, 18 or so. And some incredible musicians have come through the doors there and who have went off the tours with some pretty cool bands, you know. And when Jamie's actually taken, I want to say two, it might be two uh, drummers to win Young Drummer of the Year, which is a UK um, competition to see who's the most talented kind of kept in the street. Um, so they've done a lot of amazing things to charity. I've obviously not worked with them for a, for a number of years due to being away uh, most of the time, etc. and doing other things. But when this happened, they contacted us and said, listen, um, there's a bit of budget here. Can we get something back? And, and they were all like, yeah, of course, let's do this. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to get a wee bit back. You remember when, when you were young and you were looking for who's Who's going to show me this? Who's going yeah. to show me that? Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to do your bit when you're in this position and give something back. So that's, that's really what it's about. Um, and if we can try and get some younger musicians engaged and, uh, and learn from it, then it's, it's been a success. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a worthwhile thing to do with our time. But to be honest with you, I'm keeping pretty busy during this period. So I think my training as well, I train every day. So that's kind of going um, through well as well. Um, and they've been, they've been helping out the NHS a wee bit as well, making, making some PPI and stuff like that. Um, the, a good friend of mine, uh, Barry Free, um, she, she runs a, um, a company called the, um, the Foot and Blood Plant, I think it's called, uh, in Glasgow. Um, and they, they're basically making PPI, so they'll be going and helping them as well. There's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things to keep busy. Looking after the family and all these things as well that everyone's doing, so, yeah. Yeah, that's there's, there's plenty going on, and there'll be plenty. I tell you, when this is over, we're going to be busy because all, all these gigs are going to suddenly come at us. So, we'll really enjoy the downtime while it's here. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the way you got to look at it. And, and somebody made the point early on, uh, you need to take advantage of this and, and spend more time with your, with your family because uh, life can be, you yeah. know, and right now I'm working uh, 60 hour weeks every week because I'm one of the essential people, well, I guess, what you call. Uh, but, you, you know, it's just spend time with your family and, and take advantage of this while, while it's here because when it's over, things are going to get back crazy again and, and there's not going to be a, a lot of that time. But uh, So we can follow the Bay City Rollers. Of course, your official website is thebaycityrollers.co.uk. And then, of course, social media. You guys, are, you guys are on Facebook. You guys are on Instagram. Uh, but that will be the best That's place. The official, the official B City Rollers, um, and you'll find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can follow us there. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, there's all the information will be there for yeah. future future tours, etc. Whatever's happening. Well, in touch. Well, I I can't tell you how how much I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, really thrilled to hear that it's going to be all new Bay City Rollers music. I will definitely be plugging that on the, on, on my Facebook page and on the podcast because, man, that, that, I, when I, I said I've got to ask this, I've got to ask this question. I mean, I, I'm going to take a chance, but thrilled to hear that. I'll, be, I'll definitely be looking for that. Uh, but, Mr. Thompson, thank you so much. I hope, uh, hope for a long... It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. I hope for a long we'll be seeing you guys back on tour when all this gets over with. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. No problem. All right, Talk guys. Again, sir. Yeah, that's Ian Thompson on On The Fly.